New store opening up in uh, Texas this weekend. It has its roots in, well, in Alabama. It actually has its roots with Zoe's Kitchen, which everybody knows. Uh, John Caspas took uh, one unit of Zoe's and grew it all over the country and then sold it, and he's gone off and done a lot of other things and founded other restaurants, but he's out of the restaurant business right now. And uh, it opening what, what appears to be a garage sale. John Caspas joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you for having me. So this so this latest thing is crazy Casboys and it's about as far away from, you know, healthy food, healthy eating at Zoe's as, as it could be. Tell me about it. Yeah, so a few years ago, um, I ended up meeting a man who had been in the liquidation business for 30 years and had a store in Guntersville, Alabama, in this small little town. And I went there to meet him and was just immediately fascinated with what they were doing and how they were doing it. There were big, huge tractor trailer trucks being unloaded in the back of this building. And I just found myself so drawn to it and going in there and digging through the product and asking what he had paid for all this merchandise and what he was going to do with it. And I kept going up there and I was dating his daughter at the time and went up there and continually just kept learning about what he was doing. And then he started talking a lot about Amazon and the dot-com businesses and where he was getting product and different things like that. And I just, on a whim, I'm pretty impulsive sometimes. I just started buying product and I had nowhere to put it. And I just bought it and ended up renting a warehouse. I filled it up in about three weeks. <laughs> you sound like filled. a man. You, you can't walk away from a deal. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I cannot. I love a deal. And I mean, there are certain things I don't mind spending great, you know, spending full price on. And that's great food and a nice place to stay and traveling and things like that. But when it comes to merchandise, there's just always got to be a better way to save money. And anyway, I did that. And then I quickly realized I needed to go open a store to sell all the stuff that I had bought. And so I opened just a basic general discount retail store that just we price it at 50% or 60% below retail and put it in a store and sell it. And that went really well for about a year. And then I quickly started learning um, a significant amount about the industry, the liquidation industry. And so uh, I ended up partnering with uh, one of my suppliers out of Ohio, a great guy named Jason Carrick. And he and I, um, had an idea to build a vertically integrated, fully vertically integrated liquidation company. And what I mean by that is that we buy thousands and thousands of truckloads of product a year from people like Amazon, from people like Walmart, Home Depot, Lowe's, all the big, big retailers. So not buy. the manufacturers, but retailers. Right. And we do buy from some manufacturers, but a lot of our product comes from um, retailers and it's 90% of what we do is all overstock, shelf pull, box damage items. We typically are not in the return business. Um, so when we... So it's all new bring, stuff. It's all new stuff. And so when we bring this product into a central warehouse, our goal is to determine where we're going to get the highest recovery on every item that we bring in. Millions and millions of items a year are coming in this massive warehouse. And then we send it out through our vertically integrated business. And what that means is, is that we sell product online. We sell product in two different types of brick and mortar retail stores, crazy Casboys being, being one of those. Which um, are, you're opening in Arlington 
Arlington on Friday. That's right. And so what's so unique about that, that store and the fascination with it that brings the thousands of people there every day and they wait in line to get in the store is that we do a full liquidation of all these products. For example, truckloads of Amazon, truckloads of Walmart, you name it. We put it in that store and on Friday, the day of the week when it opens, everything in that store, David, is $7. It doesn't matter what it is, how expensive it originally was. If you want to buy an item on Friday, it's $7. And then guess what? We continue to put product out the entire week. We don't just put the stuff in there on one day and then that's it. We we keep bringing it out, putting but it out, putting the, it out. But, but the price drops on Saturday to five, what, to $5? It goes to five dollars on Saturday, and then three on Sunday, Sunday, three on Sunday, two on Monday, one on Tuesday, and on Wednesday. Anything that's left in that store can be purchased for a quarter. And this is real. This isn't a gimmick. This is the the people will see when they come, and the 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 madness of just how much stuff is in there <laughs> at these prices. And, and it just works because this is just a small part of our entire company and how we move product that we buy so many items. And this is a, a part that we can fully liquidate a store every six days. So can envision a store going out of business and they needed to get rid of everything in six days and they priced it like this. But what we do is we do that every week. You know, this we is like, it, it's like a garage sale. It, it, this was sort of the premise that Tuesday morning started with years and years ago when it first started. They'd bring in a bunch of items, and you never knew what it was going to be. And, you know, then it was all gone, and then they'd close up for several days. And you actually do. You close up, what, on Thursdays? We close just on Thursday, and then we, we have to give our we give our people a day off. And then on Friday morning, when there's a big line, the door opens, and all that brand-new merchandise is sitting in there again. And what's unique about our business and that people don't, you know, truly understand is that we are beholden to the, I call it the liquidation gods. And if you will, that they just send what they send and you get what you get. It's like, yeah, I, I, I looked online and, and you've got doggy electric toothbrushes and uh, Burt's Bees chapstick and Amazon electric door locks. And shoes and batteries and Sharpies and vitamins. There is no common thread. There's no common thread to the liquidation business. And that what really resonated with me. And that's what I love about it. It's kind of like gambling. I mean, everything we buy, we have to buy it because we're under contract to take, you know, for example, everything that comes out of these facilities. And so we we determine what we're going to do with it. And that's the fun thing about <laughs> going into the stores. You just don't know. What's going to be in there? So you've got to have a bunch of people who really don't need anything and don't want anything, but they're going to go and they're going to be stuck. Because nobody, I mean, even if I wanted a doggy toothbrush, chances are you'd probably be sold out of it. So I just, I got to go in, I got to go in with a fistful of money and just say, I'm going to go, go bargain hunting. Well, that's true. And then there's two other aspects of that that are a little bit different that we need to think about that has been really rewarding for me from a social standpoint with this business is that fundamentally, and this is not a sales pitch. This is, this is real that I've had hundreds of customers come to me in the store that are single moms that are having a really difficult time living on a, on a very small budget. And when you see them with basically tears in their eyes, thanking you for opening the store 
because what it's meant to them to be able to come into there and find the deals that they're finding at the price they're getting them at, these are necessities that they need, whether it's clothing, food, things like that, that all of a sudden them having to go somewhere and spend $100 on groceries in the days that we have food in the store, they're able to go spend 20 and get enough food to last them for two or three weeks, um, some staples and things like that. That's really what's yeah. great. And then secondly, COVID has created a lot of, obviously the e-commerce side of our business has helped everybody in that world. But imagine this, people that are out of work, uh, that don't have an ability to make an income, that have lost their job, laid off. We have so many people coming into our store that have become resellers on eBay, which is, doesn't cost anything to do. And they come into the store and they buy and buy and buy, <laughs> and then simply turn around and go resell the merchandise online because there are things in there that the savvy customer will see and know that there's really high value yeah. to them, but the normal person probably wouldn't buy it because it's not just that wow factor um, item that, you know, for example, that they just think they're going to go home and use. You know, I'm intrigued. You, you, you've expanded. There are not many companies that are expanding during a pandemic, but you've opened a half dozen stores. You've got well, you're in Alabama and South Carolina, Florida. I know you're opening one in Auburn next month. You're opening Arlington, of course, you know, right, right here, right away. Are you finding space that you otherwise wouldn't have had? There's so many businesses that have disappeared. I, I would think landlords would love you if you come along with some some way to use their space. That's right. And big boxes are, are really becoming a thing of the past. And I think that it's uh, a, a, there's going to be a massive, I don't know, ultimately with commercial real estate, what happens to all these big boxes because more and more big box companies are going out of business. And so it has created an opportunity for us. And what we do is that you'll see if you visit the store is that our numbers, we, we, re- we require all of our customers to have our app. Uh, the app is free. So to shop in our store, you have to get the app. And we're a membership-based uh, we're a membership based shopping uh, experience, very similar to what Costco or Sam's is, except our membership is very inexpensive. It's $15 a year or $5 a, uh, $5 a visit. And so by getting people ingrained with our app, we are able to help them shop better, offer them better deals. But what it does, it gives us data. And the data is amazing that our average customer drives 37 miles to get to our store every time they come. People are coming two to three times a week and that they stay in the store for over an hour every visit. And so it's we're bringing and resurrecting these areas um, and all the other businesses that are near us, their sales go up typically in double digits because we're just bringing so many people to that area. So how big's big? Uh, you, like I say, you've opened, what, a half a dozen stores during the pandemic. You got plans to expand or are you going to? Yes. Yeah, so we, we're going to expand as, as we execute and we continue to learn about what we're doing and get better at what we do every day. It's kind of the same model I, I did when I was uh, growing Zoe's in that I would grow and I would stop, take a look back, and see what we did right. So this is wrong. organic growth rather than a whole bunch of money from outside coming in. And that's right, and we do it ourselves. And and so we have uh, we're anticipating opening six to eight stores this year. And we did. We were very very fortunate that we were um, able to open multiple locations during a pandemic and have the success that we had. Because what's great 
um, about that is that we feel like there's 25 or 30 percent of people who would like to come to our store that probably have not come because of because of COVID. And now when these when when vaccine vaccinations and everything, everybody gets vaccinated and we have the herd immunity that we feel like we have potential another 25 or 30 percent of people will come. So I'm trying to think of your greatest enemy. It's not a competitor. I think it's supply chain management. You know, if they don't if they don't overstock, if if companies can get back to the just in time, then they're not going to have a bunch of stuff to liquidate. Is that that's that's exactly right. And and we we, we are um, that is a potential liability um, or a threat in our business. But it's not um, a likely through history, through history. Nobody is that great. Yeah. And these retailers buy and buy and buy. And there's just always product. Well, and there's always. always a new model coming out and they got to do something with the old model, too. I can see. Well, That's I, right. and what's you know, what's great is if they don't if they can't make it to our store. Our our website, casboy.com, C-A-Z-B-O-Y.com. We have incredible deals on there that people can shop, get free shipping, and they don't have to go to the store. This is a far cry from healthy food served on skewers. But it's, it's not Zoe's Kitchen anymore. John hey, I tell you what, it is a lot easier to run a forty or 50,000 square foot monstrosity of a business um, that does five to six times more revenue than a Zoe's than it is to run a small <laughs> 2,000 square foot restaurant with 12 employees in there. Trust me, it's that's hard. This is fun. I, I think I, I think it's going to be fun to see. I, I look forward to seeing John Casmus is the founder, the CEO of Crazy Casboys. And uh, we look forward to having you in Arlington. Thanks for the time. Hey, thank you so much. We love Texas. I love Texas. Uh, I would. I, I just want Texas just to become its own country so I can just move there. I know, even though you played football for the Crimson Tide. For more of our conversation with Mr. Casmus, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.